guys no no like that's that's just yeah let's cut the bullshit let's stop this this just isn't me you know i yeah no um let's be real okay hi my name's leroy cross james i'm a horror writer and a horror author from the uk and i'm also a horror fanatic so i thought that this would be a great medium to discuss my obsession with horror be it literature be it films, be it video games, or just about anything that's horror-orientated, really. So, without further ado, I'd like to welcome everybody to the very first edition of Slashic Horror. Hi guys, welcome to the first edition of Slashic Horror, and I will not be doing that voice every single episode. Well, well, actually no, maybe I might, I might change it up now and then, just, you know, I'm still early, it's still early days, so you know, I'm still testing the waters, so we'll see. I mean, who knows, this might become a John Hughes tribute podcast by the end of this. I mean, I highly doubt it, but you never know. Um, so, yeah, uh, anyway, for those who don't know me, my name's Leroy Cross James, um, and first and foremost, I am a huge horror fan. That's how I would introduce myself to anyone um, who doesn't know me. Um, but I'm also a um, horror author. Um, I've written some short stories um, that are all horror. I've also um, written some articles and given some criticism to um, horror cinema and horror literature. Um, I also study horror, um, horror literature at university. Um, so yeah, to say that horror, um, re- my life revolves around horror is probably an understatement. Um, I kind of live, breathe, and eat, sleep horror, twenty four seven. Um, it is very much a part of who I am, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast and also to talk about growing up as a horror fan and how. Um, my childhood actually um, helped to shape me into being the horror fan that I am today. Um, so, yeah, like, growing up, I would say horror wasn't forced on me, or um, what's a better way to put it? Horror wasn't influenced on me. It just, it was just kind of there, and it happened so organically. And I think, as I say, being a kid from the 90s, I think that um, like it, it was kind of inevitable with my dad was very much into, um, you know, film. So he actually used to run a VHS library um, on the back of a van, which sounds really sketchy, but I promise you it was a legit business. And he didn't do it for very long, but I just remember our house, like we used to have so many VHS tapes, like it was ridiculous. 
But also, like like anyone else, like my Friday and Saturday nights um were taken up with going to the local video store and um selecting um, a shit ton of films to watch over the weekend. Um but it was it was only really after my dad stopped doing that job that that kind of happened and we moved to, we moved to a different place so it was like a brand new video store and whatnot and anyway this video store which used to be round the corner from my mum's it had um a massive horror section it was called wise time video um i still remember the um the gray cover that um the rental um box box uh, boxes used to have and um I I remember going in there for the very first time and I was so absorbed with all these vivid graphic um box art box art covers of horror films um you know a nightmare on elm street friday the 13th um ticks <laughs> uh, the tommy knockers um mini series vhs cover with the alien coming through the the, the white sheet um, all those sorts of things, and I just wanted to. I wanted to watch all of them, and uh, I I begged begged my dad to just like rent me some horror films, and uh, like, yeah, I, I mean he must have he must have not reluctantly agreed. I think he just did agree in the end, <laughs> um, and um, I yeah I I remember it kind of starting from there. Like the very first horror film I watched was um you know it was pretty tame media you know mediocre and i think it was what most kids probably watched back then it was called uh the watcher in the woods um which starred betty davis and kyle richards from halloween um so yeah that was it was a disney production too um it wasn't intended for kids which i found out because i i um i wrote an article at the start of the year about watcher in the woods for horror five magazine um and one of the producers actually said that they wanted uh, Watcher in the Woods to be their exorcist. So they were putting their hand in the pot of horror and um, they kind of were hoping that this would be a massive success and it just it just really wasn't. <laughs> um, but it traumatised a lot of kids, like a lot of friends who I, I have who have seen it when they were, when they were little. It traumatised them just as much as it traumatised me. And that was a weird thing as well. Like, I suppose I... <laughs> I wasn't really, I I had nightmares about horror films. Of course I did, but I I wasn't as shocked as most kids probably would be watching a horror film. Um, like the only thing that ever really scared me was I used to have nightmares about Freddy Krueger to the point where they were often, and my parents had to. They found a picture of Robert England uh, without the Freddy makeup on, and they showed me that this is a man who is an actor. He lives in America. He seems very nice, like, you know, he's not going to come and murder you with his, um, his knife hands, basically. Um, but it was always, for me, it was Michael Myers that used to terrify me. And that was only because of this, like, the, well, he's called The Shape, and that's exactly why. It was just like a shape in the dark. So sometimes even now, if I, you know, I my bathroom's downstairs. So if I get up in the middle of the night and... I'm like thinking about Michael Myers. I keep thinking that his face is going to pop out from anywhere. But actually watching horror films, I never really got scared of them. Um I just yeah, they just never really terrified me at all. For as long as I can remember, like The Lost Boys was a film that I I just remember watching. Like I don't 
I don't have like a specific um like memory ingrained into me of watching the Lost Boys for the first time. It was just kind of always present in my household, and that's mostly because my my parents absolutely loved the soundtrack. So they would often play the soundtrack in the car and. Um, it was always we always watched it on video if there was nothing else to watch. I mean, obviously, of course, there was something to watch because my house was full of fucking videotapes. But, um, you know, it was just a favorite that we always went back to. Um, in terms of the first proper horror film I watched, and I'm conflicted on this because obviously I can only go by what I remember, but it was either, um, A Nightmare on Elm Street three, or it was um, Halloween. I can't remember which one it is, but it was one of those two. My mum my now, she doesn't really... She, well, in fact, she doesn't watch any horror at all. Um, and she doesn't read any horror. But she had so many Stephen King books and Virginia Andrews books, or V.C. Andrews, uh, for those of you listening in America. Um, and again, like from when I was little, obviously I wasn't at that age where I could, I had the, the capability to read them, but I was always obsessed with the titles, um, and the, um, cover art of the books. Um, so much so that I, I remember once in primary school, we had like a free drawing exercise and I tried to imitate the cover that we had for The Shining, which was... Um, a painted version of Jack Nicholson coming through the door with an axe. So um, I wonder what my teacher probably thought of that. Um, <laughs> but um, so it got to the point where with horror, it, it, I suppose if you think of it like this, kids nowadays, when they sit down with their iPad, they're going to be quiet for like, you know, maybe half an hour, an hour. So this was also another way for my parents to get me to like shut up for 90 minutes, I think. <laughs> um it's like, oh yeah, just let but just put a horror film on and Leo'll be fine. Like Leo'll just be quiet for for like two hours. So um but yeah, like um with with books, I had the Goosebumps books, um, as did my sister. Um and we had a couple of point horror books as well. Um so you know, I remember reading some of those. I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of the stories. I must admit. Um, however, um, I recently joined a point horror book club, and I'm starting to make my way through point horrors that I didn't even know existed. Um, so I'll use this opportunity to shout out to Tales of the Point Horror Book Club on Instagram, which is run by the fabulous Shelley. Um, if you love point horror or you love um YA horror from the nineties, um. Honestly, check out that book club. It's freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of reading horror, the first book I remember reading, and I'm going to use this as horror. I know it's subjective to most people, but I count it as horror, um, is Flowers in the Attic by Virginia Andrews or V.C. Andrews. And that's the first book I always say, that's the first book I really read. Like, I properly read that book and I understood, like, the severity of everything that was going on in that book the prose is very melodramatic however the subject matter was actually quite fucking horrific um you know if in case you're not familiar it's a book about um a family and the the dad dies so the mom um is in loads of debt so she calls on her parents who who ever basically like cut her off completely and they're really rich and the kids are locked in an attic because they are not allowed to be seen because it turns out they are the product of incest 
But obviously, like most people, my introduction to um, horror literature really was with Stephen King. And, you know, I know that's very typical. Of course it is. But my mum had all these paperbacks. So, of course, like, I, I was intrigued. So when I was old enough and I felt ready to take one on, I um, started to read Stephen King. And I read um, Misery. I remember that being the first Stephen King book I read. And it's to, my, to this day, it's my favourite book. I absolutely love the book. Um, I just think it's absolutely fantastic. So much so that um, I'm 30 um, and I went back to... Well, I went to university when I was 27. And to get in, I had to write a personal essay. And I, I thought I wasn't going to get in because my grades from high school weren't fantastic. Um, the only thing I was ever really interested in was um, drama and literature. Um, so I had to write this personal essay and I decided to write about... Um, how Misery by Stephen King made me want to be a writer. And of course I went on after that to read many Stephen King books. And um, through that, I I kind of found my way with, with horror authors. So I, I moved on to Clive Barker eventually, which was obviously a completely different style to Stephen King, um, Ramsey Campbell um, as well. And... Um, and then recently, I, I've started reading more indie horror authors as well. Um, so I've kind of, you know, the, I think with, with, like with anything, like with horror film and horror literature, you know, it was interesting to see how horror had evolved for it so much. Like, there's still so many horror books I still haven't read. Like, I, I love horror um, literature. Like, um, obviously, I, I like classics as well. Like, I love Dracula. Um but it's the same with films too, but for me, like, with this podcast, I feel I want to focus on the stuff that I found growing up, because I feel like that's going to be more appropriate to, like, why I, why I am the way I am, basically, not to sound really dramatic there, but when it comes to um, being so absorbed by horror, it comes, it stems from being a child and all the things that I was exposed to. Like, I often think about if I was if I was a child that was born around now and I, you know, it was obviously in this society, would I be obsessed with horror? Because I feel like now my parents probably wouldn't have let me watch horror films or they wouldn't have let me be around, um, you know, the, the type of things that I, I was as a kid. Because it was the 90s, it was a different time, but it was also it's also interesting to remember that in the 80s we had the video nasties too. And, you know, so a lot of horror films were banned in the UK. But then in the 90s, there was still, like, we had this major exposure of all that sort of stuff still. But also, like, horror is, is, is more accepted, yet I feel like the kids of today will not have the experience that, some of us did have when we were younger with with horror because you know parents are more protective and I completely get it I think if if I had a child I'd be exactly the same like you know I wouldn't let my child watch um I wouldn't let my child watch the lost boys at the age of four um and it's just yeah I think it's just different differences in generations really and I just find it so interesting and also as well this this when I tell people this they kind of look at me like oh, well like, people looked at me when I was a kid, um, when I was a teen, um, like, a bit of a weirdo, which I am, I'm, I own it, I'm proud of it, so what? 
Um, but horror kind of shaped me, shaped my identity too. So, like, you know, I was the kid in school who had black hair and I was the kid who wore eyeliner and all the black clothes. And, you know, it was very much of the time anyway, but, like, I was kind of the first person in my high school to do it. So, obviously, I just stuck out like a sore thumb. And um, with that also came me coming to terms with sexuality, um, you know, all those sorts of things. And I looked at horror characters in certain films like The Lost Boys, um, Fright Night with Evil Ed and Jesse, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and I saw a lot of myself in those characters. And I know that a lot of people probably got this from, like, from, from John Hughes' films as well. Um, but for me, it was horror where I kind of shaped and found my identity. And, um, you know, I kind of learned to accept who I am, um, even on days where I really just just hated myself for being the person that I was and liking who I liked and being, you know, different, <laughs> I suppose. So obviously this is just an introductory episode, but in future episodes, I want to do commentary on film. I want to do commentary on books. I want to do commentary on games. I want to try loads of different things. Um, so obviously I'm still finding my voice with this podcast. However, um, the idea is eventually I'll get some of my horror friends on here and uh, we can have a little discussion. They can tell me about their experience growing up with horror. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink to all those listening out there. And um, also as well, maybe some Q&As. So I can... What I think I'm going to do is set up an Instagram page for this. And obviously you can slide into my DMs. Thank you to all those who listened today. This has been the first episode of Slashic Horror.